Thank you for joining us for this episode of Talking Talent. I'm Nicole Fuqua. You're listening to our audio series where we dig into issues related to talent acquisition. Today, we're talking about managed service programs, or MSPs. An MSP is a temporary workforce management solution managed by an external organization that combines process, talent procurement expertise, and technology to support an organization's gig, temporary, temp-to-hire, direct-hire, independent contractor administration, statement-of-work hiring, and other complex services such as vendor management. There is a spectrum of organizations seeking MSP services. Some are looking for the first time, others have mature programs focused on driving continuous improvements, and others that are transitioning into a total workforce solution. In this episode, we dig into the issues affecting MSP programs at all maturity levels. Joining us is Jen Torres, MSP Client Portfolio Leader at PeopleScout. Jen has more than 12 years experience as a partner to Fortune 100 companies seeking MSP solutions. Her creativity and innovation helped some of the country's largest financial and technology institutions launch, develop, and evolve workforce operations into industry-leading programs. She is known for her passion for people and excellence in leading custom workforce solutions with an emphasis on customer experience. Jen, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Nicole, for having me. So I want to start by talking about what are some of the biggest needs you're seeing from clients who are seeking MSP right now, and what are some of the biggest drivers for establishing an MSP program? Uh, So it varies uh, depending on the customers buying behaviors as well as their maturity and kind of the concepts of buying labor. But I would say at the end of the day, some core common themes are remain true. One of them is, you know, we are in a world today where there's a war for talent and uh, clients are being really challenged with how do they become the employer of choice. Um, so I think attracting through their branding, uh, through their process, through their engagement, attracting candidates um, to choose them as an employer uh, is definitely one thing that we're seeing a lot of um, clients are engaging us to try to help them solve that uh, that challenge for them. I think the other thing is once they kind of get um, those candidates in, they hire them, how do you retain that talent and how do you grow that talent um, through you know, the course of their engagement? Um, and how do they kind of help build from an intellectual property and cultural perspective? How do they kind of help build the brand, if you will? Um, I would say that uh, because most candidates, at least from an MSP perspective, have three or four offers at the same time, that's the biggest challenge. We can kind of work with them on how they make employee branding attractive um, and how we can use tools within the Affinix system to kind of bring or draw candidates in and keep them engaged for the interview process. Um, I think the other thing that we see a lot with clients is they really don't care about the labels anymore. They don't really care for, is this person contingent? Are they perm? Is it a freelancer? Is it direct sourcing? They just want quality talent. Uh, They want it fast. Um, I think the Amazon effect and the Uber effect has really taken our industry by storm and the fact that everyone wants their engagement to be as simple as ordering an Uber or ordering an Amazon package, including people. So it's really challenged us as an industry to try to figure out a way that we can make this purchase easier for our customers and on demand. 
Um, and then getting the best talent, keeping them engaged, and um, having them grow within the organization. So if an organization is looking at an MSP program for the first time, what kind of things should they be considering? What kind of questions should they be asking? So I think some of the key benefits of an MSP organization is, you know, there's some quick wins that you would get right at Go Live. And one of the things would be a cost savings by creating um, standardization in your process. So, you know, the, your MSP partner should be your um, kind of governance and control point for bringing in um, contingent labor um, and helping to negotiate what's fair market value. A lot of our end users, you know, being a hiring manager is not their full-time job. Um, so it's really kind of guiding them and giving them the subject matter expertise. But in order for them to be um, kind of ready for an MSP, I think they have to, A, um, have a single governance in place um, where they can be a partner and to drive synergy across all the various different lines of businesses and within their organization. I think they have to be ready to make some technology decisions as well. Um, that could be VMS, it could be our toolkit within Affinix. Um, but having a single source of truth is really important in what we do, um, just from a you know operations risk uh, perspective. And I think the other thing is is really just um, being a good partner in the fact that they are helping us you know, kind of grow our reputation within their client, but then also they're helping us problem solve when we hit roadblocks. Um, I think those are the things that kind of have to be true for a successful MSP partnership. And so what about if we're talking about a second or third generation MSP? Those are tricky because you typically come in and there's already been kind of customization per the first-generation MSP provider, uh, but usually customers, they, they don't make a change in decision for a lot of reasons other than just the operational foundation is not working. Um, so typically that could be, you know, reporting and analytics, it could be process adoption, it could be... Um, VMS administration could be a multitude of things. Um, but typically customers that are in a second or third generation, uh, they really are looking for the kind of the table stakes of what we do. So the operational foundation, but then they also want the thought leadership. What does this mean to them? What are their competitors doing? Um, how can they elevate themselves to be a best in class employer? All right. And so what about um, an organization that's thinking about transitioning to a total workforce solution. What kind of things do they need to be thinking about? What kind of questions do they need to be asking as they're looking for a partner? I think first and foremost, they wanna think about what is their core objective? Is it attracting best in class candidates? Is it more just user experience within their own organization? Is it that they wanna make sure that they have the right ecosystem to sustain growth. You know, there's there's a lot of different um, objectives that we run into when clients seek out a total talent workforce. So I think understanding that in the beginning is really important. And then I think it's kind of guiding them through that journey. You know, total, to total talent um, workforces, yes, there are examples out there where 
I would say the shell of the um, process is there. But when we talk about, you know, user adoption and kind of cultural shifts and really trying to get to one ecosystem versus segmented, you'll find that it's typically segmented within the client. Um, there's still kind of perm talent pools, there's contingent talent pools and various other, you know, maybe diverse uh, talent pools that they have. So I think it's um, they have to be willing to, you know, kind of step out on that ledge and make decisions that there's not a lot of market data to support quite yet. Um, so they have to be kind of willing to take that risk with us to kind of build that bridge as we walk over it. I think the other thing is, too, is they have to be able to make decisions that influence the entire enterprise. Because if you just have pockets of total workforce, it typically dies on the vine. It doesn't, it doesn't um, withstand, you know, kind of the change that's happening within our industry. Um, so I think um, it sounds foundational, but I think that's where a lot of customers we find it's challenging to launch a total talent workforce because they haven't really made some key decisions and had consensus on that internally. So last month on Talking Talent, we talked a little bit about the total workforce evolution and getting to that point where you can fully implement a total workforce solution. If an organization has an MSP provider and an RPO provider, what kind of, but they want to kind of combine everything into total workforce, what kind of steps? Um, I think you talked about some decision-making, but what are some of the specific challenges they should be focused on? So I think one is kind of getting one source of information. And I think the first thing um, as far as steps to getting to a true total talent conversation is really visibility into the buying behaviors. So really kind of bringing that data together from a permit contingent perspective um, and really just having dialogue or order some key themes. Um, typically what you see is there are some synergies around inability to fill either from a perm perspective or a contingent perspective and it may be oftentimes it's similar roles so how do we kind of create a bench of contingent or fte depending on where there's a gap and what location and starting there as far as creating an avenue to kind of plug in where some of the hurdles are today regardless of if it's perm or contingent um, and then just talking about the key themes that you see you know i would say it's it's a little uncomfortable at first because a lot of people aren't really used to seeing, you know, perm trends with contingent trends, but they're typically not that far apart. Um, usually there's a lot of um, similarities. Um, so I think that step one is really kind of the single data point. And then I also think it's there's some organizational changes that have to happen. So one of the things we're doing is consolidating our team together so that we are one team. We're discussing labor topics versus contingent and perm. Um, so I think as an MSP or RPO provider, um, we really need to change the way we think about organizationally, how we're approaching it, and really challenge our customers to do the same thing. Uh, MSP partners are typically out of the procurement uh, business and uh, RPOs typically out of the HR side of the business. So it's really challenging them to kind of have a single team as well and work together, uh, which typically those partners don't work in, in conjunction with each other. They're usually in their own silos. Um, and then I think it's also exploring uh, the sourcing aspect of it. A lot of suppliers can do direct sourcing. Um, they can do perm sourcing. Um, as well as, you know, our internal functions sometimes can source contingent. 
Um, it's interesting because outside of the U.S., I think that they have um, their there's arguments on both sides of the fence. But, you know, one argument is they're behind the United States in our kind of labor strategy because they never really separated MSP and RPO. Like, it's all just kind of one unit. On the flip side, because they didn't evolve in the 2000s, they're almost ahead of us because of their the way that they think about it is just labor and a need. Um, and they haven't really kind of built these structures around it. So it's, um, it's really interesting because I feel like now... Um, North America is trying to kind of take notes from outside of North America on how we can have one team, um, one engagement. And then I think having a middleware platform like Affinix is so important because there are so many tools that come into the toolkit, um, both from a client perspective and from a sourcing and candidate search perspective, and really having that middleware platform where it's just easy for our customers to have one view that I think is the linchpin to um, solidifying a total talent workforce. And that was just what I was about to ask you is how technology fits into this whole process, depending on um, where a client is in their MSP or turtle workforce journey. Mm -hmm. How does technology fit into the process? I think it's the foundation. I mean, we technology is already disrupting our industry. Um, I think within the next five years, we're going to see highly repeatable functions are, um, you know, replaced by chatbots or robotics processing. Um, so it, it's really going to shift where our services are. I think really where our true value is, is if you think about it from a consumer perspective, even though you may love technology, typically our buyers also like the human touch. So it's how do we kind of shift our value proposition from being kind of administers of the technology or the process into how do we, you know, be that consultant and that advisor to kind of the human aspect of procuring talent. Um, so I think, you know, we're doing some really amazing things with our um, Affinix technology roadmap. We're looking into AI sourcing and um, robotics processing and chatbots. And I think that's really going to take that kind of frontline face to what we do today. Um, and then I think it's really going to challenge us as to, well, if we're not that frontline, then what are we? You know, um, how do we kind of take all of the information that we see in the market and make it consumable when a manager wants to, you know, buy um, a contractor or when a hiring manager has a transaction? How do we make that in a digestible format so he can make or he or she can make the most um, informative buying behavior? But I think we have to embrace technology. It's here. Um, I think we need to be thinking about how we can stay ahead of it and how we can use it and use what's out there um, and keep ourselves relevant on it. So refreshing it as well. And what our value proposition in addition to technology will be. And so what are you excited about for the future of workforce management? It's really just the innovation, creativity, and technology aspect of it. I think, you know, as much as in the staffing and the workforce solutions world, we'd like to say that we're, you know, super innovative. I mean, not a lot has changed in our industry in the past 15 years. Um, 
I think technology is really going to force us to evolve. Um, you know, our business is still heavily relationship based. Um, so I'm excited to see how we can make things more efficient, um, have that on demand, um, concept work for us? How do we give um, a multitude of information in, in kind of one setting to our hiring managers as they're buying? Um, and then I'm also interested to see how the MSP services or the RPO services shape. You know, I think a lot of our value proposition has been uh, all about the process. But as we kind of move up the value chain into thought leadership and strategy, what does that look like for us? Um, so I'm, I'm super excited about where we're going and where it's going to take us. And uh, I'm excited to see kind of where this conversation goes in the next one year, three years, five years, because I think it's it's really going to change, you know, in the shorter term. Wonderful. Well, Jen, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening. If you have any questions that we didn't cover today, you can send them our way. You can email us at marketing at peoplescout.com, or you can find us on social media. Just search People Scout on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. To make sure you don't miss an episode, visit our blog and subscribe to our feed on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review. Talking Talent is a People Scout production, music by sound design through Shutterstock. Shutterstock.